Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of How to Adult with Travis Walker. You're going to have to excuse my voice for the intro. I went to a pool party and had a little bit too much fun. I was screaming at people uh, playing volleyball because I guess I'm a little bit competitive. But with that being said, y'all, the tip of the day is to make sure that while you're on this journey of learning how to adult, make sure that you're having fun along the way. Go play a little bit of pool volleyball. Go yell at some people you don't know very well. Hey, it's all fun and games. All right. So with all that being said, make sure that you are following the podcast so you never miss another episode. Make sure that you're also liking all my content, sharing all my content, and being amazing like the person that you are. If you really want to be amazing, there is a contribution button that you can press. We love buttons and you need to press that one. The contribution button is an amazing button. Today's guest is one of my very, very good friends. He's a fraternity brother. He's my wedding photographer. He he is a very special person to me. And we are going to talk all about entrepreneurship. This is huge. A lot of you want to fire your boss and, and, and being an entrepreneur. This is a great episode. It gets really real and not just only the the positives uh, of working for yourself, but also the things that you need to be aware of, the things that you need to be prepared for, and just being all around real. We can always lean on Albert to be real, and that's really important. So with all that being said, let's get to the show. We're going to learn how to adult. All right, Albert, brother, my friend, thanks for being here. Travis Ross, thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) I am so excited. Just for my listeners, the original idea of this podcast was actually for me and Albert to do this together, but then he was super busy. That's why we're having an entrepreneurship episode, because we're going to learn how to be professional, busy people. Is that right? Professional busy people. That's a good, that's a good term. Yeah. That's a good way to describe entrepreneurship because that's yeah, I think basically you what it is. Title. <laughs> yeah. You, your title so my, is now professional busy person. <laughs> professional busy. I like that, dude. Yeah. I need a, you know, rebrand and all that. So I'll let you know when that drops. That's awesome. That's awesome. So before we get any, any further than we already are, let the listeners know, I, I want to know your name, I want to know how old you are, and then I also want to know what part of the world that do you live in, which is going to be a hard oh, question gosh. for you, but start from the beginning. <laughs> Dude, well, you're trying to age me, first of all, thanks. Uh, I am, uh, my name's Albert uh, Suarez. Um I am 27 years old, uh, just turned 27, so... I feel like I'm super old. I go to bed by 10, 10 p.m. every day. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm 27 years old. And uh, what part of the world I am in? That's a great question. So I um, am a creative entrepreneur. Um, I'm based in San Marcos, Texas. Uh, Go Bobcats. Go Texas State. Eat them up, cats. Um, But I split my time uh, from, you know, the central Texas area all the way to that far west Texas town of El Paso, um, which is where I'm originally from. Yeah. Yeah. People always say, oh yeah, I serve the the greater Austin area. Your business is more like, I serve the greater Texas area, uh, (laughs) because you're just all over the place. (laughs) All over, dude. Yeah. But you know, wouldn't have it any other way. It's a great, um, it's, it's been so great to be able to expand my creative roots, literally, you know, geographically and, just, you know, serve clients all over Texas. You know, I've been to Houston, I've been to Dallas, um, El Paso area, central Texas, like you name it. And I've probably been there. So it's been really cool. Solid, solid. So I think that that's really cool. You hinted a few times that you are a creative. So first, this episode's all about entrepreneurship. So you need to tell me about your business. What do you do? What do you provide? Why are you on the entrepreneurship episode? It's a really good question. So I um, am a creative entrepreneur and that basically means, I mean, I do a little bit of everything. You know, I um, will say that I primarily um, nowadays am a professional wedding photographer and lifestyle photographer and graduation photographer. Those are some of the three main, um, you know, 
things that I offer photography wise, but um, I'm expanding more and more each month, each um, each year to, um, you know, something more comprehensive. So I do some uh, creative branding and visual identity for some locally owned businesses in the San Marcos area, as well as El Paso. And um, I also, you know, just I, I now have a photo booth, um, so that's interesting too. Um, you know, and I just yeah, but yeah, we're just trying to expand out. I um, have been taking a lot of time to really just dig in on the creative side and how I can really expand out my business to serve people in multiple ways um, in the wedding photography industry, or I'm sorry, in the wedding industry in um, you know graduation things, and you know just. Um, how I can really help locally owned businesses, especially because right now, especially during COVID, it's definitely been a tough time. So social media presence and having a digital presence in general has been so imperative. And I want to be a part of that conversation to, you know, hopefully help businesses keep a sustainable path um, and and keep them up and running. So it's basically. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that, that, that's a great description of what you do. And so just thinking a little bit about your story, mm-hmm. where does the story begin? How did you do, just decide, yeah, I'm going to be a professional wedding photographer. Where does the story start? Oof, that's a loaded question, Travis. If, do you have time? Because we're going to be here like three hours, dude. So, um, which is like the normal for our conversations, I feel like. But um, <laughs> they usually last that long. They usually do. They usually do. Um Yeah. So I started off photography when, you know, I took it probably more serious in my third year of college, but I'm going to rewind real quick to basically where it all started. So I, you know, for as long as remember, love to document moments for friends, for family. Um, When I was younger, I would always ask for like some um, video photo equipment and that ultimately led to like an internship um, at my school district's public re- public relations department, um, where I was basically mentored by this awesome guy uh, named Fernie. And he, during that last semester of uh, high school, um, he really just, um, you know, nurtured my creative path. And like, he showed me all of the manual settings and what I needed to do um, photography wise in order to kind of just set myself up for success. And then um, I went to school for design um, at Texas State, and it wasn't until eat them up, eat them up, exactly. Yeah, my um, uh, it wasn't until my third year that I took a little bit more. You know, I had some elective classes that I could take, so I took some photography. You know, really basic courses, but um, that wasn't. It wasn't until my third year that I took it really serious, and. I really just, I was an RA at the time. I was pretty involved uh, within the university um, with student affairs. And, you know, I just had friends that really just needed a photographer and they needed someone, I think, you know, that that they could be comfortable around because being in front of the camera, I'm sure you know, Travis, because I've photographed you <laughs> a couple of times, uh, you know, it can be intimidating. So having someone there on the opposite sure. end of the camera is just... Um, I think, you know, just really setting that tone and the environment for someone in that time frame was, um, you know, just really something special and something that I wanted to, I knew that I wanted to, you know, build something with. So, um, yeah, fast forward. Let's pause for a moment. Let's pause for a moment. So, so you have this, you have this idea, you have this dream Mm -hmm. in in high school and then you start, you, you take action, which is super huge. A lot of people struggle with the, the taking action portion uh, of life. That is not something that you and I struggle with, but <laughs> we take too much action. Uh, but but you, you take this action in high school, and then you follow up with things like apprenticeships. You think you follow up with things like, uh, like further education mm-hmm. and, and just trying these things out. I think that's super duper important. Should people do what, what, what we do, or, or should people be cautious? and how they approach their goals and dreams. Oh, dude, 1,000%. I, I would, you know, strongly advocate for getting as much mentorship or apprenticeship as possible because that um, internship really was the gateway for me to, you know, my whole career, honestly. Like, that was such a life-changing opportunity and it was because I took that initiative to reach out. Like, I didn't get paid for that internship at all, I got class credit for it. And, you know, if it wasn't for that, and just from there, it just built so many connections. 
And I really learned a lot at the time. So for anyone that is kind of on the fence about, you know, starting a side hustle or even just being fascinated by, you know, some sort of skill or task that they don't think they can like sustain themselves with, like it all starts with just that first step. And, you know, you're either going to psych yourself out to not do it or you are going to just go all in and you need to be all in. Otherwise, you know, like it's it's going to take longer for you to realize what you can do and realize your potential. So I would say that's huge. Thanks, man. Yeah. I mean, it's super important. I mean, you and I, I think we had to dive into this stuff, you know, you with a podcast, me with creative business stuff. I think at one point, I mean, for those viewers that for those listeners out there, um, you know, Travis and I have, you know, had multiple conversations about business prospects, especially within this past year, you know, and it's taken so much time and effort, but you know, like we're, I think I learned a lot. Travis has learned a lot and I'm looking forward to the future. Um, unfortunately, like on my end, I couldn't really, you know, commit to a lot of things just because I overloaded myself, like many of us entrepreneurs do. But, you know, like if we didn't have those initial conversations, I don't think we'd be where we are at and have those ideas fresh in our minds, you know? So I I would say just keep at it. Yeah, that's huge. And you hinted something that's really important that, that I think a lot of people don't think about, which is have somebody on your side, have somebody to bounce ideas off of it. it, You know, a lot of people want to do entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship solo Mm -hmm. because they want a hundred percent of the profit, which is fine. And I think that that's fine and dandy. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have somebody that is on your side, that you can have ideas to bounce off, have ideas to bounce off of, you're setting yourself up for, for a really closed minded and narrow business. And you want to, to not do that. Right. You, you also mentioned a, a second ago, being all in, mm-hmm. all right, being all in, which is huge. I, I think being all in is what separates side hustles from entrepreneurship. So my question to you is, is I want to fast forward in your story a little bit to the first time you wanted to go all in to your creative business. Can you tell me about that time in your life? For sure. Yeah. Uh, so I just graduated um, from Texas State with my degree in communication design. Um, I applied to, I can't even tell you how many places, um, for design jobs, uh, design entry level jobs. And I got a contracted position right after college. Um, so I was working for the small startup um, in North Austin. And that was a great experience. I was you know, so awesome. Um, I learned a lot and I had a great mentor kind of going back to that. But I think um, overall, I kind of had this gut feeling that, you know, there was something that I could develop on my own and I could be my own boss. And um, that moment was kind of fast forward a year or so. I, in that time frame, Travis, like, and listeners, I, did everything like I, I work sales. Um, I was an account executive, uh, at a company and they, it learned, I learned so much from it because, um, it told me basically like what I didn't want to do in that short time frame. And when I jumped in was when I actually moved back to El Paso after a year of being in San Marcos and being in the central Texas area, you know, I still had photo gigs lined up and I still made them work and whatnot. But um, I think I really just wanted to take that time to kind of evaluate where I was business wise, or, you know, if I wanted to start my entrepreneurial journey, cause I already did it, you know, in, in high school, but I didn't really, I'm sorry, in college, but I didn't really take it as serious uh, as I think I should have. Um, and that was because, you know, I, at the forefront of my life was, I want to be a designer. I want to be a creative art director. I love, you know, like branding and visual identity. And that's something that I know I want to do. Um, but I never gave photography the full chance that it deserved in my college years and um, up until probably that that second year. So in 2018, I, you know, basically signed up. I, you know, <laughs> applied to be uh, an official business and that was like the birth of Albert Suarez Creative. And um, yeah, I just really, I had some opportunities lined up and I told myself if, I, if it wasn't going to work out, that's okay. But if it did, I want to see how this can unravel and I want to see where I can go with this. So 
Yeah, fall of yeah. 2018. Mm-hmm. And, and and you that that's a very scary process. You you kind of mentioned it kind of nonchalant, and I want to dive into it a little bit. Sure. Going full on with your business is a scary thing. It's a, it's a scary thing for a lot of people, and that's why a lot of people don't do it. Right. And so what was your experience like with getting over that, that getting over your brain, getting over your, uh, your brain's habit uh, of telling you danger, danger, mm-hmm. and just going all in anyways? I think as an entrepreneur, um, you face a lot of things, a lot of doubts, um, a lot of imposter syndrome, and that's still something that I'm tackling, but, um, the, let's see. I would say like the, the moments where I had the most doubt, um, were the times that I just had to like literally just shut off those, those, um, ideas, those thoughts in the back of my brain and, you know, just go for it. And, um, with, hold up. Can you repeat the question? Can we rewind this real quick? Hold up. I lost my train of thought. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> rewind. <laughs> rewind. Yeah. Yeah. Rewind. So, I'm asking about how your brain has a natural tendency to tell you that you're in danger Mm -hmm. and shut down, Mm -hmm. right? And so a lot of people experience this when they're starting their business and getting into entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. How do you break through that Mm -hmm. or how did you break through that and do it anyways? Hmm. I think you really just have to trust your intuition for one that you have to trust the skill set that you have. And for me, it was, I've been doing photography for quite some time now. I actually have the clientele to build a, a sustainable business. And um, I have, there, there's a point, I think, business-wise and, you know, financially where you can support yourself at least for a little bit and, you know, just invest in your camera equipment, invest in, um, you know, other digital things that you might need, like SD cards and um, a website and, you know, uh, a p- platform and, and all of that. But um, I think for me, like, I really had to shut off those ideas um, in my brain early on, um, because I knew I wasn't going to jump in otherwise. So all of the tax things, all of the the business things, it started off with a simple Google, like, there are so many resources resources out there for creative entrepreneurs now. And I think it's because there were um, there are so many people nowadays that understand and can empathize um, with the idea of where the heck do I start first? And how do I do right. how do I set up my business? How do I, you know, uh, do taxes? How how can I hire a CPA? Um, and it all starts off with just networking. You know, like there was so many people before me. There was one wedding photographer that I worked with um, before I started my business. And she was a great mentor. And she gave me all of her tips and tricks on, you know, what um, what I should look out for, um, what I can do to kind of propel my business forward and what things I can do to position myself in a way that's going to set me up for success. So it, I think in the initial phases, I really like you really just have to. <laughs> Kind of like decline all of those negative thoughts because you're the you're going to be the only person that stands in your way of starting a business. And if it sinks, you know what? Maybe there's you know uh, there's a lesson. There's always going to be a lesson learned there. But if it doesn't sink, you just might surprise yourself in what you can do. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and it was about a guy <laughs> that built his business from the ground up. And he said the reason I, most he's laughing because most of my conversations these days start with. I was listening to a podcast, I'm but I was listening to a podcast. Travis, I'm still going to, you know, this Christmas, I'm still going to get you a shirt that says, so I listen to this podcast, dot, 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 and then tangent, <laughs> you know, it's great. I love it. Continue. Sorry. It, it's totally true. <laughs> and I, and I have a tendency to do that. And, and so on this podcast that I was listening to, this guy built this business from the ground up and he said his reasoning for doing that was he was going to bet on himself. Mm. And, and I feel like that's kind of what you're saying. Is that kind of the the notion that, that you're pushing forward? You got to bet on yourself? 100%. Yeah. If you're not, you know, investing, if you're not betting that you can do it, I mean, I I personally believe like that's, that's just a missed opportunity if you don't, you know, you got to just, you got to go for it. Otherwise you can't see what's on the other side and what materializes out of it. You know, there are so many other ideas that I had 
beforehand, um, before my photography business that I, was, that I thought, hmm, maybe I can do it. And then um, I, I started with that first step. And then I realized like, I didn't want to do that. And I started off with photography and more and more as I, as I went on with the business. And now in, it's crazy to think that it's going to be year four next year, but um, it, if, had I not just taken that first step with things, uh, it, I wouldn't have been able to see what materialize and what comes out of it. So, yeah. 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 So, so when is the right time to go all in? Should I quit my job tomorrow? <laughs> or when is the right time? <laughs> um, there's so many factors that go into this question, man. I, I would say that um, part of it is, I think, trusting your intuition again. And it's kind of like a when you know, you know feeling. And it really just depends on your personality type. I am a person that goes all in and invests and doesn't look back. And if it fails it and it goes up in flames, then I learn something out of it. But I know that there are other people out there that are very formulated. Um, they want this, you know, specific outcome. They want, um, everything kind of set up before they take that big jump. And that's totally understandable. You know, I know so many entrepreneurs like that, um, that, that need a calculated decision. Um, I would say from my experience, um, not if I could go back, but I think if I could kind of pay it forward in terms of advice, uh, for the, for an entrepreneur out there, I would say, um, to one, save up enough money to where you can sustain yourself, like your basic needs as a human. If you have any debt, um, if you have any bills that you need to pay, just make sure that you're checking that off first so that you're meeting your basic human necessities and requirements. Um, and then two is, you know, really just uh, see if you have the clientele uh, enough to sustain yourself um, and w in whatever you do. So if it's, you know, it, make a spreadsheet, you know, have some data, look at your year in review, see how many clients you've booked, um, and in what, I guess, department or what type of session, if you're going a photography route, or if it's more product-based, like just really understand like, okay, how much do I need for these types of materials to make my product? And then what's going to be my profit margin? Um, so really just kind of looking at the logistics of things and seeing how your year, if, you know, for any reason you have to take a pay cut or if you have a slump uh, or a slow season, um, just make sure that you're kind of hitting those check marks before you even jump in. Um, for me and my business, I didn't really have a safety net. I think there were times and I remember it pretty, uh, pretty clearly. Like I worked, um, at a sales job and like I, or before then I, I just worked a part-time job and I was living off of my, uh, graduation sessions that I was doing to meet my, you know, apartment and, you know, the food that I needed for the month and all that. But, um, there was like a point where like I had to choose between, okay, do I pay bills or do I pay for, uh, my groceries? Um, and thankfully like that was, uh, I had some help and, you know, my family backed me up as, as best as they could. But, you know, those were just some of the decisions that I, um, feel like in hindsight, um, I, I took a risk and I took a gamble on myself and it paid off, but I think it was just really hard in the beginning and I didn't, um, calculate those decisions, I think, as much as I should have. So yeah, I would just kind of advise the next person um, that wants to go this entrepreneurial route to, you know, just have a game plan and really reach out for help. And like you said, Travis, like having someone there that's going to give you a second opinion on things, because I can't tell you listeners um, how much I've asked Travis for so many opinions about, Hey, like, what do you think about this? Or, you know, like social media stuff, what's, you know, what's your second take on it? Um, having that second opinion is so valuable because again, it shows you what you, what information or what things you might be missing out on and how you can elevate your business overall. So I hope I answered your question there. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> huge. I, I, I was going to let you in because there's so much there to uh, unpack. And I think that uh, people like to skip the research portion mm -hmm. uh, of business, right? Setting up a business, setting up a side hustle. They like to skip the research mm -hmm. uh, aspect of it because that's not sexy. That's not fun, yeah. right? But it is so essential. What should my profit margins be? Mm -hmm. 
uh, how much tax? How much taxes should I save uh, to to pay Uncle Sam oh, yeah. at the end of the year? Mm-hmm. You know, all of these things. How do I set up an LLC? How do I how do I set all these things up? That all goes into your research aspect, and, and you have to do that, or you have to have a really good mentor, right? Mm-hmm. The 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 other side of the coin is you can either do all that research yourself, mm-hmm. or you can have a really good mentor that's going to walk you through the process, like your five. And, and I think either side of that coin is a valid coin, and it would be even better if you had both um but i I think that's a really important aspect that you mentioned another important aspect that you mentioned is an emergency fund this doesn't just go to entrepreneurship i'm Mm going to do a whole series on money but having an emergency fund isn't just for i want to start a business having an emergency fund is a basic thing that everyone needs right some people say you need three months some Mm -hmm. people say you need six months some people say you need a year of expenses it depends on what you're doing in your life yep for being for Amber mm-hmm. and I, we have a three month emergency fund that just makes sure that we are taken care of if anything were to happen to either of us, right? So that's exactly huge. all right. Yep. That's huge. I think both mm-hmm. of those things are super duper important. One hundred percent. And what what else? Yeah, I <laughs> man, uh, that's shoot, dude. Um, yeah, I I completely echo those um, those thoughts one hundred percent. The one thing that has really kind of set me up for success. And the one thing that I had to learn sometimes the hard way, like the first time that I was doing wedding photography was expect the unexpected. You're going to have, you know, cameras that give out on you <laughs> literally at like right. hour two of the wedding. Um, so you need a backup, you need um, insurance, you know, some uh, vendors, some event uh, venues, um, ask for that ahead of time. Um, all of the business things, you know, that's why it's just so important to reach out to people that I think do the job better than you do in some aspects, um, because they can really guide you and mentor you and, and invest in them too. You know, there's so many courses out there that a lot of cre- creative and local entrepreneurs, um, sell, um, you know, for you to take that next step or for you to really understand how you can elevate your business overall. And, um, yeah, that was one thing that I had to learn really early on was like, if I I can't just rely on, all right, well, you know, this is, um, this is going to be the, this is the way it goes and, you know, whatever happens happens. And it's that, that can't be a thing because, uh, as soon as something slips in your business, there the cracks are going to show and it's really going to hurt right. your kind of uh, it's, it's going to hurt your reputation, your reputation um, in the long run. So I, I would say just in order to keep a sustainable business to really kind of be acknowledge and be aware of that kind of backup plan. So you, you mentioned reputation, which is exactly where I was about to go, mm-hmm. is in the early days and still today. I mean, it, you're, you're four years in, but I think that you still have to think about this. Mm-hmm. How do you get somebody? We talked about betting on ourselves, mm-hmm. right, to start our business. Mm-hmm. But how do you get other people to bet on you? How do you establish that trust? You establish a relationship with them. Um, they're nine, 95% of my business is from referrals. I don't have to pay for paid advertising on Facebook or Instagram. Um, I ask the people that I work with, or when I, when I started early on, especially with grad sessions, I would ask my, um, the grads that I worked with to just tag me on their Instagram especially when I did sessions for free, you know, just to get the hang of things to really kind of see what my style is, uh, you know, color editing wise and, you know, all that, all that stuff. But um, 95% of my business is from referrals. And that I think says a lot to me because that means that I am providing a service to them that they one believe in two, they want to invest in and three, like they want to see, like they see that return on investment. Um, and you know, just referrals, like, (laughs) I don't even know how else to explain it. Like, I, I think I have so many returning clients now. Um, I did their grad, uh, grad photos or, you know, they're good friends of mine or they're friends of friends, um, or someone knows them. And, um, they ask me from their grad session, they get proposed to, and then from their, their engagement, um, they asked me to do their wedding and then after their wedding, 
they, you know, have a baby or two. And it's just a wild yeah. thing to really see. And I think um, what really helps my business is just the relationships that I've formed. And me in particular, like, I'm just so much, I, I care so much about um, the person and their story because behind each photo, behind each idea that they have for their session is just so much um, to unravel there. So how do you visually communicate that? And how can you really give them something that they're, they can hang up on their walls or that they can, um, you know, just really kind of, uh, what's the word? They can really reminisce on the time that I, you know, they had with me in their session and how comfortable they had, how comfortable they were, or, um, you know, just how, how relaxed or how much fun they had. Um, that's like one of the best yeah. compliments that I've ever received was, wow, this didn't even feel like a session. Wow. This didn't even feel like, you know, like I was, I, I was doing work or I was so nervous before this and you just really helped me guide through it. And that's one of the end goals that I always want to leave a session or a wedding with was if the client is happy, if the person is happy um, and satisfied and, you know, had a good time and were, was comfortable, then, you know, I did my job well. That's so good. That's so good. I, and I think you, you do an incredible job. I've used Albert for, for my, uh, what are they called? The college senior portraits. Yeah. He, he did my wedding. <laughs> you know, he's done all of, all of my things. So, so if you need a photographer in the greater Texas area, <laughs> Albert's your guy. Shameless Albert's plug. Thanks, I want to transition. <laughs> I, shameless plug. It, it's not my business, so I can shameless plug whatever I want. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, I want to transition into a time of you and I just analyzing what we see in the world in terms of entrepreneurships, in terms of side hustle, in terms of businesses. Mm -hmm. So what are some common problems that you see in startups all right, or, or businesses that are already established? What are some common issues that you think are avoidable? Some common problems that I've seen is mostly just, um, you know, being too trendy. I think that is a thing um, with businesses, especially photographers. Like we want a certain look and we want a certain aesthetic in our photos. And, you know, that's totally understandable. And we have like a preference on that. Right. Um, but I think when we go wrong is when we try to emulate so much of our um our people that we, you know, we see their work and we're like, oh, I want to be just like that. You know, like I want to be this certain person. I want this certain look and whatnot um, that we forget to push the envelope on ourselves. You know, we push the envelope so much on other entrepreneurs and what they're doing and, you know, being obsessed with their work. And that's awesome. You know, there are so many photographers, for photographers, words are hard, um, that I admire that, you know, like I, I love their work, but I think there comes a point where you really have to, in order to distinguish yourself and you really have to dig deep into like what your style means and like what you, um, as a brand, you know, want to be and what you want people to, um, to associate, uh, yourself with. So I think that, that that's huge. And, and taking kind of a different different um angle at this right mm -hmm. it, it's not because it's not just photography if, if you think about grocery stores mm -hmm. right heb walmart sam's club costco mm -hmm. they're all offering different things yep. right mm -hmm. they are all offering different things and, and so that that's the thing is that these businesses understand that they have to be unique mm -hmm. because if you just try to copy paste somebody's mm -hmm. business model and expect the same thing it's not going to work Right. It's not going right. to work. And you're not special anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. If you were producing the same content as, as someone else, then why right. wouldn't I just go with someone else? Exactly. So that I think that's really big. And product wise, I mean, like we've all seen these kind of knockoffs of, you know, famous products. So like the AirPods, for example, or, you know, the iPhone and people really trying to copy that, but it's not the same quality. Like you can try, but it's not going to give you the same outcome, the same quality. And it's not staying, it's, it's not, uh, original or it's not the same. It's not pushing the envelope on anything. So, you know, really just kind of digging deep and seeing what makes you, you and, you know, really kind of not necessarily challenging your identity, but giving yourself those, those hard questions, those difficult questions, um, early on, um, and seeing how you can position yourself that way 
um, is ultimately going to help you um, in the long run, from my experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think so, too. Let's go a little micro for a moment. Okay. Who should be an entrepreneur? I would say anyone that even has the slightest inclination to go after something um, that they want to show the world. You know, like whether it's an idea, whether it's a product, whether it's a service, like even if you have the slightest inclination to do it, um, I would say take that jump. I mean, uh, for me, like I would say take the baby steps, um, really kind of meet those basic needs and requirements and necessities. Um, But, you know, just see what you like. And for those of you, I think, that are struggling to find something that you're that you want to start a business with, I would say just really dig into, and I say that a lot, but really dig into like what you're passionate about. I love photography. I love my creative work because like, aside from Travis, um, that's like my ride or die. Like it's, it's like the thing that keeps me going every day and keeps me sane. It keeps me, (laughs) it gives me a headache, but it also keeps me sane because I know that at the end of the day, I'm making work that matters and it, you know, gives uh, value to my business. And it's also a value to people and really kind of visually communicating that. And, you know, all taking all those steps to do that has been super rewarding. Um, And I didn't see that return on investment until like my second year. Because before that, I was really just kind of building my business um, and just trying to fit those basic needs and, you know, just building out what I needed, um, you know, photography wise, like my equipment and like all my website stuff and whatnot. But I would say to go back to your original question, like who wants to be an entrepreneur, even if you have like this, just do it. You know, like I would say start with one of what you want to provide to people. And then from there, you know, just kind of build it out. Yeah. I hope that's not too vague. <laughs> no, that I think that's really good. And it was really common advice that we got from the side hustle series was just do it. And, and that's huge. Just take mm-hmm. the jump. And so flipping mm-hmm. the coin for a moment, who shouldn't be mm-hmm. an entrepreneur? I know we, we, we know people that shouldn't be entrepreneurs that are. So who yeah. shouldn't? I think the number one people, persons, person that shouldn't be an entrepreneur is a person that is doing it for all the wrong reasons. So I think if you're doing it for me, for me personally, I think if you're not providing something to someone that is going to be of value to them and you're just, you're kind of cheating them in a sense. Like, I don't think you're going in it with the right, with the right intentions. And therefore that's going to lead to you just not being sustainable in your business. So, I mean, that's kind of one of my pet peeves is like when someone doesn't like care about um, other people in the sense that like, they just want that kind of gain, whatever it is, like monetary gain. If it's, you know, something in it for them in the long run, then I think like that's not the sustainable way to go about a business at all and ethically too you know and morally like you don't want to be that can i cuss on this show i don't think so but you don't want to be that person to you know just uh you don't want to be that person you know that just does it you know just cuz and you know just does it for the monetary gain of it because then you know you're gonna burn out real quick and then it's just not gonna be it's not gonna be of value to someone Right. So I hope. Yeah, that's huge. I I think that you've given us a lot of things to think about, a lot of things to apply. And that's the whole point of the show, getting something to think about uh, in my journey to be an entrepreneur and, and then also some things to apply. And so I think that's really good. So let's get into the closing questions of the show. I've started to make all of my guests define a word. Are you excited? Hold on. We've reached the end of the show already. Whoa. I know. It's incredible. That's wild. Dude, you're really good at this. I appreciate that. That makes me feel good. I like that. Yeah, dude. (laughs) So I'm going to make you define a word. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. Your word that you have to define for me, I'm going to submit this to the Webster Dictionary, so it better be good. (laughs) 
Oh god. Okay. Your word is dedication. I feel that Jeopardy theme song in the back of my brain right now. So I'm That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> dedication. Um I would say de- my definition of dedication would be a commitment to a person, place, or thing regardless of the end outcome. I like that. I don't know. Yeah? I, I think, Do you I, think it's good enough to re- submit? I think it definitely <laughs> is. And I see hints of integrity in that definition of, of dedication, right? Doing 100%. the right thing uh, regardless of, of who's watching. So I like that definition. We'll submit it. Dude, heck yeah. Let me know what they say. I will. I'll let you know. Sounds good. <laughs> so <laughs> right. moving to my next closing question, what advice would you give a young adult that wants to be an entrepreneur? I think there's three things that I would tell young Albert or young person, you know, that's wanting to take the entrepreneurial route. And that is one is to be truly and completely honest and authentic to yourself. People are going to not only love your business and what you can provide to them, but I think they resonate with the person that's behind the camera or behind the product itself. Um, and so I would say really, I use this word a lot and might be one of my top five words ever, but like really dig into who you are as a person and how you can communicate that in your wording, on your website, on your social media, on in your everyday conversations that you have with clients. You know, just, I think that, there are so many expectations now for creative entrepreneurs to um, to be this sort of person or to talk this certain way or to respond this certain way. And that's not it at all. You know, like people are going to gravitate towards you for you. And if right. it's not, you know, a good fit, it's, you know, it's not meant to be. And that's totally okay because there is someone out there that is going to be that person for them. So I would say, you know, really be true and authentic to who you are. Um, and that sounds very Disney of me, but you know, like it's, it's, it's something that I wish I would have told myself earlier on was just to, you know, stop being, stop trying to be everybody else, you know, especially in your work and how you phrase things, whatever, just, you know, say what you need to say. Yeah. Like John Mayer. And, um, let's see. I'm so cheesy, dude. You are. I love it. Um, (laughs) um, my second thing would be. Let's see, if you want to be an entrepreneur, um, really just go all in. You know, there's no, I think, right or wrong way to do things. I think there are some formalities that you have to figure out. But ultimately, you know, running a business, especially your own business, is figuring out what works for you. I am a person that, you know, like has adapted spreadsheets and whatnot. I love checklists whenever I do weddings and all of those things. And you know, like those are things that I had to build uh, later on in the process. But, you know, those are things that I I know for sure work for me. Um, so, yeah, I would say just like kind of trial and error on things. And then uh, number three would just be giving your all to if, you, if you're doing your best, if you're doing your best and not trying to be the best, you're going to have a better outcome. Ooh. For sure. One one thousand percent sure. That's something that oh my gosh. Ooh. Um, we're getting emotional here. Yes, but we are. No, I mean just <laughs> there were just so many moments where, you know, like I just tried so hard. And I know there's so many entrepreneurs out there that like want to be the best of this certain county or like the best of Texas or something. And like that is so great. But I think you're gonna tire yourself tire yourself out because you're always gonna nitpick on the things that you can't do rather than the things that you're doing well. So I would say just really kind of uh, harnessing what you can do and being the best that you can be and rather than being, you know, the best out there. That's huge. That would be like my best. We've got to put that on a t-shirt. Be your best, not the best. Oh, that's such good advice. I love that. That's why you're on the show. Uh, let's see. So taking <laughs> entrepreneurship out of the conversation for a moment, what is something that you sure. as a young adult, whether you feel it or not, what is something that you mm-hmm. are trying to figure out right now? 
Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, I just turned 27 and I feel like this is now like a it's not even like a quarter year crisis when I turned 25. It's more like a yearly crisis thing. But I think these years were so like 25 to 30. I saw this um, photo, this advice or, or whatever that said, like, your 20s are going to be so formative because you're still trying to figure out you know, who you are and you just might change your mind on your career, you know, things and you, your priorities might change. And every year, Travis, my priorities have shifted in good ways. You know, like I think they match the, the needs and the, um, the necessities that I need and want as a person. Um, but I think just, Hmm. Hold on, I need to pause there. Dang, I was going so, doing so well. Can you repeat the question one more time? Sorry. Yeah, so we're taking out the the aspect of entrepreneurship so that we can yeah. figure out what Albert Suarez is trying to figure out right now as a young adult. Hmm, hmm. My biggest question is, what am I going to eat tonight for dinner? Um, but my second biggest question is, you know how my how me as a person are aligning with my priorities and i saw this image and i saw this or this thing on facebook that was like your your 20s are going to be so formative because your priorities are always going to shift so when i graduated grad school my you know primary primary focus during that time was okay i want to teach i want to own my own business i want to um you know complete my master's program and I really want to dive deep into the more academic side of things and in, in creative, um, creative advertising, creative mass communication. And I feel like I, you know, accomplished that. But now that I'm entering, entering post-grad, I'm really kind of reevaluating what do I want for myself this year? And how am I going to set myself up um, for this next year to do that, you know, to reach those goals? Um, and I think that's... Y'all, we have so many, Travis and I have so many conversations and it's more like existential moments of like reflection for us about our lives and what we want. But I think it's so true. Like, I want to ask you this, Travis, like, did you see yourself married? Did you see yourself, you know, as a teacher and are those priorities or are those things like, are, is your marriage heightened, you know, now that you're married now and you know about to go into one year next year you know like what are some of those things that for you you're prioritizing a lot more this year i think that in terms of what society deems as success as a as a 20 year old i've accomplished a lot of those things mm -hmm. right i we bought a house i have bought a car we got married we have two dogs you know we've accomplished a lot of the things that young adults are supposed to accomplish which by the way i i, I don't think is the right thing to deem successful as a young adult so if you feel that way mm. you know that that's not success you know, success is actually, Facts, <laughs> it's actually feeling Facts. good about yourself and good about what you're doing. And so what I'm looking yep. for in the future is finding just fulfillment in every bucket of life. I want my bucket to be full at wow. home. I want my bucket to be full at school, at my job. I want my bucket to be filled in my hobbies, like with this podcast. I want my bucket to be full in every aspect of life, because if my bucket is full, I'm going to be a happy person. And my goal is to be mm -hmm. a happy person. That That's what I want to be when yep. I grow up. And so that that that's kind of what my focus is. And, and hopefully a lot of people that know me well are seeing in my actions, I, I'm trying to do just that. So that would be my answer to your question. Wow. That was like Oscar worthy stuff, dude. That's amazing. That that's good, I, and I echo that one hundred percent because there, especially now, Travis, there are so many people that are leaving their jobs because they're unhappy or because it's not fulfilling other parts of their lives, and they're saying, "Screw this! I'm going to go somewhere or do something that is going to give that is going to fill those buckets," like you said, and that is so important to keep yourself alive and well because facts on this 
we're more than just our work. Like entrepreneurship, I feel like is so much about investing in our work and what we can do, but you're investing in the person. And in order for that person to continue to build on their, um, on their creative endeavors, on their success or, you know, whatever it is, you know, like we have to view each other as humans rather than these machines that, you know, just crank out stuff. And sure, there's ways that we can automate some of the things that we don't like, or there's things that, um, you know, that we're not necessarily or particularly good at that we can outsource. But I think overall, it's just so much like self-care is more than just like this slogan now. It's mental health and, you know, taking care of yourself is at the forefront of everybody's lives, I feel like now, because I see those conversations happen every day. And that's so empowering for all the entrepreneurs and for everyone out there, you know, just really taking care of yourself and finding what works best for you so that you can ultimately give your best. So good. Ah, so good. Before we go on a two hour, what do the kids say now, Travis? I'm sorry. Is it, what do the kids say now? Like she, she, something like that. I don't know. (laughs) She, (laughs) that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Before we go on like a two hour rant, which we've done several times, where can people learn more about you and Suarez Creative? Where can we find you to get the vibes? Totally. You can find me on Instagram at Suarez Creative. Um, and then you can check out some of my work on my website at Suarez-Creative.com. And um, let's see. Uh, yeah, those are the two main platforms. We're expanding. Don't worry. But, uh, yeah, you can catch me there. And, um, if you want to add me on Facebook, go for it. I don't mind. Albert Suarez. There it is. I love it. I love it. You're going to get so many Facebook (laughs) friends. So, (laughs) which is like the (laughs) pinnacle of life. So, uh, I think that this has been an amazing episode, Albert. I really appreciate you, you penciling me into the schedule and, and so that we can learn from your experience. So you need to go follow at Suarez creative right now on Instagram, unless you're driving, uh, you know, you can park and, and, and follow, Suarez Creative when you're parked. You can also do it after. Yeah, do it after. And you can also follow this podcast at uh, How to Adult TW on Instagram and Facebook. So make sure that you're following the podcast. If you're feeling frisky, make sure you're also donating to the podcast so that this content can continue to be created. Remember, y'all, together we are going to learn how to adult. (laughs) 